You're listening to Cleanish Reads, episode 42. Any Star Wars fans in the house? Star Wars from a Certain Point of View, edited by Elizabeth Schaefer, and The Athropocene Reviewed by John Green. Welcome to Cleanish Reads. I'm your host, Amy Hall. You can trust me to sift out the garbage and recommend the best books that you can be excited to read on your own and with your family. Thanks for joining me on this journey to learn and grow through uplifting reads. Hello, my friends. Welcome back. When I first heard about our first book for today, I was almost giddy with excitement. As a big Star Wars fan, I was thrilled to hear about this collection of short stories based on the very first Star Wars movie, A New Hope. While my expectations were probably way too high, and the reality of the book let me down just a tiny bit, I still really, really liked it and definitely like to tell people about it. Now, before I go into more details about that book specifically, let's take a quick look at what a short story is. It turns out that it is up for a little bit of debate. Wikipedia has this to say, a classic definition of a short story is that one should be able to read it in one sitting, a point most notably made by Edgar Allan Poe. H.G. Wells described the purpose of the short story as the jolly art of making something very bright and moving. It may be horrible or pathetic or funny or profoundly illuminating, having only this essential, that it should take from 15 to 50 minutes to read aloud. According to William Faulkner, a short story is character-driven and a writer's job is to trot along behind him with a paper and pencil, trying to keep up long enough to put down what he says and does. Somerset Maugham thought that the, tr- that the short story must have a definite design, which includes a point of departure, a climax, and a point of test. In other words, it must have a plot. Hugh Walpole had a similar view. A, sh- a story should be a story, a record of things happening full of incidents, swift movements, unexpected development, leading through suspense to a climax and a satisfying denouement. This view of the short story as a finished product of art is, is, however, opposed by Anton Chekhov, who thought that a story should have neither a beginning nor an end. It should just be a slice of life presented suggestively. In his stories, Chekhov does not round off the end, but leaves it to the readers to draw their own conclusions. Now, I have read short stories from all of these authors, and I think all of these can be effective, all of their different ways of defining a short story. My favorite definition is that a short story should be able to be read in one sitting. There is something very appealing to me about sitting down for 15 to 30 minutes and getting a full story to think about. This month, we are going to be talking about several short stories, as well as other shorter works, such as novellas or just shorter novels. Now, back to Star Wars. Star Wars, from a certain point of view, is a collection of 40 short stories by 40 different authors that basically covers the entirety of the first movie, which is actually number four, A New Hope. However, each short story is from the point of view of a background character that you weren't expecting. 
So let me give you a few examples from some of my favorites. Story number six, called The Red One by Ray Carson, is from the point of view of the other little red droid who is chosen instead of R2-D2 by Luke and his uncle out of the sand crawler. This is the droid who unexpectedly explodes right after being chosen, and then R2 is picked instead. I love Carson's take on that situation. I also loved number 20, An Incident Report by Mallory Ortberg. This one is from the point of view of Admiral Conan Antonio Modi, Chief of the Imperial Navy. You may know him as the man who is force-choked by Darth Vader during a meeting about the use of the Death Star. I thought this story was hilarious, with Mahdi so confidently and arrogantly explaining why he still thinks he is right and Vader is a religious, religious zealot. I don't want to go into any more details or tell you too many of the stories, but there were a few that I didn't like as much. When it is a collection of stories written by many different authors, even if it, they're all by the same author, it's bound to happen that some are better than others. Number 13, The Clue Horn Cantina Caper lost me close to the beginning, <laughs> and it was so long that I decided to skip over it. Maybe if I took more time to figure out the characters and what in the world was going on, I would have enjoyed it. So let me know if you do. Number 26 of MSE 6 and Men started off in a brilliant way from the point of view of a delivery and repair droid aboard one of the Empire's orbital battle stations. The writing was super well done, but what ends up happening is an older man seduces a younger man and the younger man goes along with it for professional advancement. I just didn't like that storyline at all. It disturbed me. <laughs> Overall, though, it's a really fun collection, and I hate to make generalized statements, but I do think that you will like it a whole lot better if you have at least seen the movie. Otherwise, you might be a bit lost as to what is happening. Now, there is a second book of this with 40 more stories based off of the second released movie, The Empire Strikes Back. Similar idea. This one I found the audio version for on Libby, which was kind of fun. They used a full cast of actors and legit Star Wars music in the background, which was pretty cool. I had two issues with it. First of all, like book one, some of the short stories were a lot better than others and more cleanish than others. Again, with so many different authors, this shouldn't come as a surprise. My biggest suggestion... <clears throat> excuse me, is that if you come across a story that you don't like, just skip it and move on. I mean, there are 40 of them in each book, so there are plenty of stories to enjoy without reading every single one. So don't be afraid to skip one if it has language or something going on in the story that you aren't fond of. Second of all, I found the second book to be a little predictable. I think it's because I'd already read all the ones in the first book, um, and by predictable, I mean, I mean, you already, you've seen the movie, so you already know what's happening. So you have that going for you. And then also after reading 40 other short stories with background characters, I could kind of guess what perspective they were going to go with for Empire Strike Back. So for example, I thought they would probably have a story from the perspective of the snow monster on the planet Hoth that captures Luke. They did. It was well done, 
but I knew it was coming and I already knew it was going to happen. <laughs> so I was kind of like, do, 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 going through it. I guess what I'm saying is, um, I, I didn't end up finishing the Empire Strike Back one, all 40 stories. Again, they were good, new, interesting, talented authors. I kind of think just pick one or the other, read A New Hope or The Empire Strike, Strikes Back from a certain point of view. Enjoy the stories you're going to enjoy. And if you loved it and want more, go for more. But if you're ready to move on, then that's okay too. It's all kind of the same idea. Okay, I have one more collection to tell you about. This one actually has nothing to do with Star Wars, but I absolutely loved reading it. To be more precise, I listened to the audio version of this one, which was fantastic and read by the author John Green himself. The Anthropocene Reviewed by John Green is an intimidating title for a collection on essays about all kinds of everyday things. The essays are not intimidating at all, but are actually very interesting and often humorous. The definition of the Anthropocene from dictionary.com is basically the time period we are currently in, in the history of our world, which is since the mid 20th century, when human activity began to affect significant environmental consequences. John Green, who you may remember as the author of The Fault in Our Stars, which was fictional and this is not, is writing basically his thoughts and opinions on a wide range of things in our world. For example, he ruminates on velociraptors, air conditioning, the yips in professional sports, Diet Dr. Pepper, the Indianapolis 500, plus much, much more. One of my favorite essays is on the opening sequence in the animated movie, The Penguins of Madagascar. I actually own that movie, and while I enjoyed the opening sequence, I never thought of it quite how John Green does. I would say this book is part nonfiction and part memoir, but this author's writing style is just plain engaging, and I was really surprised how much I enjoyed it. So don't be intimidated by the title and maybe give it a try. And whichever of these collections you choose to read, may the force be with you. <laughs>